Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Kia Orion. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. And right now, you're tuning in to my parents' house. Um, so welcome to this beautiful uh, beautiful cabin in the woods. Um, I wanted to, first of all, tackle a couple of things. If you're tuning in on audio, nothing's going to change. Still rocking and rolling. If you're tuning in on video, you're going to notice that things have changed a little bit. It was my 30th birthday this month, which is nuts, and I want to talk about that. But um, because of that, I used a little bit of that birthday cash, birthday um, uh, money to level up. So I got a new camera and a new lens. I decided if I'm going to take, if I want to take this content more seriously, then it's about time um, that I, I stepped up the setup. So this one's not quite as portable, not quite as easy per se, but I think that'll make the quality a little bit better, um, in terms of the video content stuff. So, uh, yeah, just stoked to dive into this with you guys. Um, I have a couple things. I haven't been potting, um, for the last month or so, just been with mom and pop doing the damn thing. So, uh, excited to kind of get back into it next week. Um, I'll be moving to Columbia and hopefully find a, my own place within a couple days, week or so, so I'll kind of get back to regular scheduled programming. Um, but for now, figured uh, I'd at least just cover kind of what's been going on the last few weeks, life at home with mom and dad, 30th birthday, and a couple other small adventures um, in between. So first things first, let's tackle the the, the, the big 3-0, um, and then we'll get to, the, get to the good stuff later on, but um, turn 30 on June 3rd, it's Gemini season. And, um, it was, it was probably one of the best birthdays I've ever had. And it was something that I, you know, it was kind of pandemic 30, pandemic 30th. So a lot of times when I, when you think about turning 30, or at least when I thought about turning 30, I was always like, I, you know, assumed to be with friends or, you know, some sort of party or something, but in typical kind of Kia fashion, I kept it, played it, uh, played it pretty close to the chest and just celebrated with my family, um, I always tend to feel especially lonely on birthdays, I think because, you you know, you realize you're getting older and, um, you know, I'm always just kind of a little bit more introspective, a little bit more reflective. And so I wanted to, I was like, I want to spend this with mom and dad. And so I came back to the States. I was in Mexico City and I came back to the States for, because both my birthday is in June. My grandpa, he's passed away, but, you know, we celebrate him. His is in June. My dad's is in June and it's Father's Day. So you could kill four birds with one stone in that regard. And, um, it just felt right, you know, to come home and celebrate with mom and dad. And it was also for a long time, as I'm going to talk about a little later on, I wanted to experiment with, uh, psychedelics. And so I just realized I thought it would be cool, <laughs> very typical kid fashion too, to want to, you know, do psychedelics with, um, you know, with, with my family at home. It's not like they were doing it, but just to be around them and, and be safe and have that sort of environment it just kind of dawned on me one day that I felt like. That was just the right move. So it was just kind of all these signs to me that felt like it was pointing towards uh, coming home. And so uh, I came in, I think, on the 1st or the 2nd of June. Can't remember exactly, but uh, flew in. Um, and that that might have been Tuesday, I think. Tuesday, Wednesday, somewhere in there uh, was my birthday. And it was really nice to celebrate with the fam. Super low-key day. I told him I wanted to keep it low-key um, just because I like to... Every birthday, for the last three, I celebrated them alone, actually, in Thailand, in Vietnam, and then in uh, Oaxaca. And so for the last three, I've just, I like to just kind of think about where I'm at in terms of 
you know, what's happened over the last year and then also where I'm going, what in terms of ideas and, and you know, where I want to go with it and just reflecting and just kind of um, spending that time. I told my I wanted to just kind of take that time to go turn in word and, and figure some stuff out. So it was a great day, but then also, um, you know, we went on a long walk. It was had some good food. It was great. But my older bro was going to come in that evening um, so we could, you know, all have a nice dinner together. He drove up from Philly because he's the man. And... Uh, we had a great dinner. Dad got some chicken. My mom busted out some of this world famous pesto. I've been telling you all about. I haven't really been telling you all about it. I've been keeping it as a best kept secret. But mom makes the best pesto in the world. So sorry to your mom. Um, but mine's better. You already knew that though. And so we just had a nice dinner and kind of chilled out. And then after dinner, we, you know, we were gonna play cards or something. And my brother's like, actually, guys, like I want to show you this project I've been working on. And I was like, okay, that's cool. That sounds. Sounds, you know, no sweat. I, I'm always curious what Big Bro is working on. And so we posted up um, in, uh, in the kind of living room, got some ice cream. And my brother, you know, opened his laptop. And I was like, okay, so tell me about the project. And he rolled it. And it was um, a surprise video that he and my mom had put together of, like, homies from Philly, homies from, you know, the Digital Nomad Adventures, and everything in between, just some folks that had sent in little clips saying happy birthday. And I had no idea. Um, and my mom, I don't know how she orchestrated it, but uh, like I said, she's the best. So she was able to pull it off. Uh, just somehow had reached out to these folks and all of you guys. And um, it was really cool. It was just one of those moments when it was happening that I'm usually not a big surprises type of guy because I just kind of like to be in control. It's that's something I'm going to talk about a little bit later on with the psychedelics and everything. Just like, I like to kind of know what's going on. Even if it's some surprise, I like to kind of have an idea. Um, but it completely took me off guard. But it was one of the best surprises of my life. And I think one of the best nights of my life. Easily one of the best birthdays I've ever had. Um, even though it was just celebrated here at home with mom and dad. But then obviously with all of you and people just sending videos saying, hey, Kia, you know, happy birthday. And it, it's, I think it's really easy. Um, you know, and speaking to myself, it's really easy to forget how many people care about you just in the day to day. You get caught up doing your own shit. You weren't really reaching out to people and you know, vice versa. You know, you have those friends you catch up with periodically, but, um, I think that's really, that's really, that goes for all of us and it's just really powerful. Um, I, I went to bed that night with so much love in my heart, um, just because, it's it's nice to feel cared for and cared about and we get all so wrapped up in our own bs that i think we sometimes forget how many people are actually out there that that care about us so um i think my dad's getting a call all right so somebody's getting a call anyways um so that was really cool and then uh since then, it's been like a blink of an eye. Like, I've been home almost a month now, and I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm leaving um, next week. But it was a, it was really nice kind of having this time at home to decompress and think about stuff. And like I said, I'd, I'd always wanted to experiment a little bit with psychedelics and with mushrooms in particular. And so I was able to get my hands on some. And I'd been wanting to do this when I was abroad because I'd heard in Mexico they were – that's like where – you know, you need to do them. It's like in Oaxaca and in Mexico, but 
I was like, you know what? Let me. Every time I wanted to do them, I was like, I wanted to do them, but around people I trusted, not like one of the. I know that they have these retreats and stuff for them, which I'm I'm totally for. But since it was my first time, I was like, I want to do it with people that I know or around people that I know. But it just never seemed right when I was awake because I didn't know what to expect. And so um, it was it was just really nice to be around fam. I just went on a long walk. And I didn't do a huge dose or anything like that. Just kind of, you know, baby steps with it. But it was cool. It was interesting. It wasn't exactly um, what I expected. I think I I think it was I was just much more like um, I uh, my. Uh, my experience with it was just different than what I had in mind, but it was in a better way. I think, especially because I did a very low dose of it, but it was, I was still very much like coherent and con- control and nothing. It wasn't so much that like things were like, uh, you know, kind of like moving around or anything that you think about anything like fear and loathing in Las Vegas, where those guys are probably doing a ton of stuff. And I think that'd be cool to possibly experience some of that in the future, but I just wanted to kind of start it out with something simple. And so it was the way that I can describe it was I just felt like very um, present, like very pleasantly present um, in terms of I went on a walk with my dad and my brother and I just noticed things more like uh, normally um, when I'd go on a walk or something, you know, I'll be thinking about like what's going on after the walk or like what I'm going to eat afterwards or something like that. And this was just really interesting to kind of be it, I don't know. It was just like very like I wasn't worried about any of that at all. I wasn't thinking about that stuff at all. I was just kind of like there thinking about like the leaves and the little critters and just how happy I was to be there walking with my dad and my brother. And um, like I said, it wasn't a huge dose, so I was still very much there, but just like just more in my own head. I think it's like it's the same feeling I have when I when I meditate and I'm in a good I have like a good meditation session where you are just very aware of your own thoughts. And that was the cool part was I was just very much like, I felt like I was just an observer of myself, but in kind of a micro way that I think if you, if I did a bigger dose that that's where you can really get some cool introspective, um, kind of beliefs going on and can kind of break, break down your ego a bit. Um, and obviously I didn't quite get there, but it was just, and I felt it was a little bit more silly. Like my dad was trying to describe, you know, he was a middle school science teacher. So he was trying to describe these like these these small insects at one point and i i just thought it was hysterical like just the way he was describing them as the hand motions and stuff i like could not stop laughing about these uh this type of ins we were talking about bot flies and their uh <laughs> just like their their place in the food chain and and like mating strategies and, and you know bio shit and i just thought it was hysterical so that was an interesting piece to it another thing that took me by surprise and people told me this but I think it was how long it lasted. Like, I was a little dose, and it still lasted for hours. Like, probably six, seven hours, I was still just feeling, like, a little bit kind of giggly for, for a lot of it. And I guess that's kind of how I could assume it could affect me. I have heard, you know, if you are kind of in a weird space mentally, it can kind of, you know, can backfire. But um, this was was very – this was a nice surprise. It was just, like, kind of a fun, um, introspective – um, experience that I'd like to dabble in again. I think for me, the biggest, and this is, um, the, you know, something like key, is that really a problem? But the, for me, the, the two things, the two, my two parts of it that I'm like, why well, I, I, I would want to do it again, but also why I'm like, kind of ha- like, I'm not like in a rush to do it again is one, there's like this nausea that like I felt that I think is a part that comes with mushrooms when you do psychedelic mushrooms, because, 
they are, I think that's what the, the psychedelic, the psilocybin, I think that's like the potent piece that gives you that experience is also, a, I think your body registers that as a toxin, I'm pretty sure. So that's why your body like is not, you know, it's like you feel uncomfortable and why if you do other psychedelics like ayahuasca and things like that, like purging or throwing up is part of the process. Like that's part of the what you do and that's part of just what happens where for me, I think I wasn't expecting that kind of, and this was a low dose, like I said, so I wouldn't throw up or anything, but just felt like uncomfortable in my stomach for a while, and I don't love that feeling, and it lasted for a bit, so I was like, hmm, maybe there's a way around that, or maybe I could just experiment with like acid or something where it's more synthetic and it doesn't have that piece to it, but um, that, and then another part that I think is cool, but also it depends on what you want, is that it just lasted so long, like I'm just such a... Maybe this is key as lessons in like letting go, but it just lasted so long. I wish that like I could have like a cool experience and then just like dip out of it and like I just, there's just other shit I want to do. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to be kind of like in my own head or feel like, like giggly or kind of like, in, you know, I'm introspective as is. But like, I don't know. I just got other stuff I want to do, hang out that I think that I think it just it just felt like it carried into the night and then hit like a little dip afterwards. Um, which I think my dad said is a, is a good point. He says, whatever goes up must come down, which is, I think, some dad OG wisdom. But um, that would be the piece I just, I maybe, it would be like, I just need to, like, set aside a day. And But, you know, again, you kind of lose it. You don't lose a day. You're having the experience, right? But um, I don't know. There's just other other stuff I'm interested in, in that I think next time it might, I want to do it. I can just really set aside, like, a whole day for it. And, like, that is just the thing for that day. And that's it. And just like taking that day off. But um, yeah, those would be the two pieces of that. So that was kind of the um, the the first part of the time at home. It was the 30th birthday. Just thinking about that. And um, just kind of different reflections on, on the last 30 years and how fast it goes and everything like that, which is kind of nuts. Um, that I still haven't quite wrapped my mind around because you have these ideas of what you think you're going to be doing when you're 30 <laughs> and I think that that's that's the whole piece to I'm building this brand called when and where with my buddy Andre shout out Andre and it's, it's like a clothing brand and record label I think I see it as like Drake's OVO owl and record label is I kind of see this like when and where that's kind of like that that'll be our OVO and it's just weird when I think about um, that, but that's the whole point is that it's like when and where it's not a matter of if it happens, it's just that it's going to happen, but just when and where are the two variables, but this idea of like a timeline and how, when I was 19, 20, 23, 24, that I was always like, I assumed at 30, it's like, I'd have my, in my mind, I'm like walking a dog. I'm wearing a cool Patagonia jacket. I've got like a New York fitted hat on. I'm like killing it with the music. I'm like. I've just, you know, I have all this, 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 these expectations of who you're going to be, what you're going to be, when it's going to happen, that I think I'm just coming to terms with the fact that I'm like, it'll happen in time, and to just like, the timeline is a piece you can't control, and just to be, find comfort in that, and just be like, I know I'm on the path, I'm making songs, I'm learning the art, I'm learning marketing, I'm learning about building businesses, and merch, and brands, and, and all that sort of stuff, and just how to enjoy that process and be like, when it happens, it happens. Because I this is another piece I think is interesting with this thing about the 30. And I was talking to a buddy of mine, a, a mentor. Um, and he's like, keep your 30s. Like in rap years, you're, you know, you're, you're pushing your expiration date. 
And I think a lot of times when it comes to artistic pursuits, I'm like in rap years, that's like 500 years old because most people, you know, kids now are getting popping at like 16, 17. So I'm just like an old man OG for them. But in my mind, in my heart, I still feel, I, that's how, I, you know, I still feel like I'm young and full of energy and still figuring it out. And you realize that that, that never goes away. And so I think to stay, stay, staying young in that regard is important. But also when people talk about artistic pursuits and the fact that they, like that idea of like, should I stop? Like, should I quit and like do something else? I think is always an interesting question because for me, that's not, it's just, it's never even a, it's never even crossed my mind really of like, should I quit? Because I just, I love the craft. So it's like, I don't, there's nothing else I want to do. There's nothing else. There's nothing else I'd rather spend my life doing or chasing than the craft, you know, than making music and making beats and being, make writing songs and engineering and marketing, just business, online business, all of it. I'm so fascinated with that. It's like, to me, that's a life worth living is one, even if it's a constant pursuit. And I talk about this a lot of whether the dream happens or not. The only way to know is if you if, if you chase it, if you if you go for it, and that sounds noble, but for me it's 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 much less about like dying on my sword of like the craft, and more just like that's just really what makes me happy is doing the thing, and so there isn't anything else I'd rather do. I've I've, I've been fortunate enough to to find ways to make a living, you know, kind of selling beats or teaching beats or teaching music, engineering, and all of these kind of music-related things as well as I'm pursuing my own path with it. But um, it's like if I'm still trying, you know, singing songs at 50, like that I'm just going to be on some Phil Collins shit, you know what I mean? And that's just what it is. And so for me, it's just like whenever it pops and gets cracking, that's when it was supposed to be because I'm learning lessons along the way. I mean, it would have been nice at 25. Different to spend those years broke um, doing the damn thing, but I guess that's also part of the game too is um, – it was those lessons and those the, the, those years in New York and those years in Philly that I think are the reason why I'm so happy now. And, and happiness is obviously a fleeting thing. Some days are better than others. But well, I feel so appreciative now to chase the thing. And, and it's all my mom. I was talking to my mom about this the other day. That's because it's all perspective that um, that perspective, even when days are rough, things aren't going great. I, it's that perspective of being like, dude, at least I'm not subbing or at least I'm not, you know, working this cubicle, doing some job I hate or, um, you know, bartending, driving home at 3 a.m. Like at least it's that perspective that it's almost like those years. I talk about this a lot. And so I apologize if you're a long time listener, but how it's it's really that that's where the magic happens is in the suffering and in the struggle of it, because without that, like there is no hero's journey. And so that to me, and even now, like, you know, I'm not struggling in terms of the, the way that I was, but in terms of like trying to get the music out there and, and, and build the artist brand and all these things that are much less, you know, struggle is relative. But for me, uh, you know, when it's not going the way you want it to or, or whatever, um, to the feelings of just being grateful because it, I had that perspective to go back to from all those years when it was, when I really was unhappy and and drawing from those experiences for the material now, like Jay-Z, you know, he still talks about his time growing up in Brooklyn and all that sort of stuff, which is very different from my reality. But still, those having those those real human intense experiences that you can draw on that I still find so motivating to this day. So speaking of which, 
um, I went down to uh, D.C. for a weekend, and on my way back, I stopped in by Philly because I wanted to stop by see my big bro. And when I was coming back through Philly, my brother was out in an event with his girlfriend, and so I had just some time to kill, a couple hours in Philly, in like downtown Philly where my bus came in, and so I was able to go, I just took some time, I was like, because key, I'm sentimental, I was like, let me go back and just explore the different places, either where I bartended, or where I was a sub, like my old bus stop, all that type of shit, and it was crazy, man, like going back, I posted up outside this old bar, I used to work at in downtown Philly, it's called A Bar, and I I was just like posted up across the street, and you know, I had my mask on and everything, and the bartender came out, and I recognized him from four years ago now when I worked there. And I was like, man, it's crazy how that could have been me. And I, I felt that same way. It wasn't this time, but before when I've been back to Philly, at my old office job, when I used to work at this shelter for runaway and homeless teens. Um, and I remember seeing the accountant, and he was just so miserable. And he'd been there for years. And I was like, why have you been there for years? And then like a couple years passed in this job. And I realized I was like, I'm slowly turning in this guy. So it's becoming bitter, like in this job I don't love. But you just don't, it's hard to quit it when you're in it because you don't see it and you don't, you don't, you can't see anything past your reality of where you already are. And so it was just really interesting to, to see the bartender for a second. He didn't see me. I was just like, you know, post it up on my, on my stealth shit, on my Liam Neeson shit. Um, and just being like that. There's a fine line between that dude and me. And like I could have spent the last four years at this bar. And because it's hard, man, you make good money. It's fast money. It's hard work. But um, I'm in a way so thankful that, that you know, Philly kind of chewed me up and spit me out. And I hit that kind of all time low because it, then it, when it feels like there's no other option, it's a lot easier to make drastic changes than when you feel like you've got a lot of options and life is comfortable. And so people are like, man, it takes a lot of guts to go overseas or something. I was like, it honestly wasn't that hard of a decision because I was so miserable that it almost felt like there was no other choice than to just change the life that I was in because I was just so unhappy with it. And so it was just cool to kind of go back there. I went, I was looking at some of these old schools in downtown that I used to sub in and posted in the Barnes & Noble because I remember the exact moment when I decided to quit the job at the, at the bar that I, tell, that I was telling you about in downtown Philly. And it was because I'd gone up to Barnes & Noble. I was on break. I was in between double shifts. So I worked one shift, and then you'd have a little break, and then I'd have to go back, work another shift. Um, so it's like it's like six hours, and then you get like 30 minutes to an hour, and then you've got to go back for another like six hours or eight hours. I was like, this is nuts. And so I'd done the first shift, and I was already spent. And so there's like a really pretty park right near that bar. So I walked to this Barnes & Noble. They're like a little cafe upstairs overlooking the park and I go up there I'm getting I get a water or something and I'm just like looking out over the park and again that kind of thought dawns on me and I'm like this is my choice like I feel spent I just like don't feel like doing this other shift I'm like I am just like so not into it and I'm like I don't have to do it Kia like this is a hard decision but you can quit like you don't have to do this and I know it sounds bad as somebody like who like champions persistence be like eh, I'm just gonna quit but I do think it is an important point to know when, when as they say when to grit and when to quit and this is one of those when I was like I was like as soon as the thought I had the thought I was like I don't want to do this anymore and like I'm gonna dip and I I the managers were super intense I knew they were gonna rail me out to other people who worked there it was it was an intense environment I had some homies too they were like hey what are you doing so but I just knew it in that moment and so anyways, I wanted to go back up to that Barnes & Noble where I'd had that kind of thought 
And when I was there, I actually bumped into an old student who I used to teach, quote unquote teach, when I was a substitute in Philly, which was nuts. And he was just graduating from community college. He's like 21 now. And he was like, hey, Mr. O. And that's what they used to always call me. I used to introduce myself as Mr. O. And, I, you know, we had masks on and shit. And I was like, I can't even believe you recognized me. And so we just chopped it up. And it was really cool. Just like reminisce with him over old memories and stuff. And I think he was a freshman maybe or sophomore. So he was he just he was pretty new in high school. And it was weird to think he was going to graduate in college. Um, and that just time goes fast. So that was kind of crazy. But it was also cool and just like a reminder um, – of some of those, I like have I like being intentional about those reminders and those memories, just to keep that fresh. Because now it seems like a long time ago, and it seems like a in a galaxy far, far away. But you're never that far away, I think, from getting how you got to get it. And that th- these chapters and seasons of life that like you, uh, you know, when a couple bad decisions, I could be back there pretty quickly. So just to like, even though right now it feels like I'm kind of, um riding high like just to keep that in mind and to keep the nose to the grindstone stay on the path continue working um because that other side of life that i lived for so long is always kind of right there kind of behind me kind of whispering in my ear um and i realize it's uh i feel blessed to be doing what i'm doing but to not take any of this for granted and to kind of just stay um pushing keep pushing and so that was just a really cool experience to kind of have go back reminisce about everything and um big bro came to pick me up and then we went and had dinner and i left the next day pretty early to come back come back home and so now um that i'm leaving next week it's always weird like coming back home and uh just being with mom and dad like there's a part of me that is i think always torn between like wanting to pursued the dream and wanted to be a family man and I just I really lucked out and got a rad family and so part of me is like always wants to like stick around longer but then as soon as I'm out and about I'm always like really glad to just be kind of hustling and working but I think a part of that is just like that life that life lesson of finding the balance um between the two kind of walking that line between um what you want in terms of family and partnership and what you want on a career and that you can't have both. I heard this really cool quote the other day that was, um, you can have family, you can have the career, you can have the success, you can do it, you can do it, you can do everything you want, but just maybe not at the same time. And I think for me, that's the life lesson here is being like, obviously mom and dad aren't around forever. And that's why I kind of came back home because I wanted to or not just back home, but this side of the world, like Mexico and now Colombia, because it's a little bit easier to get back home rather than being in Asia. And that I realize I don't have these guys forever, but also that, um, excuse me, that maybe um, there will be a time to to do my own family thing. But that right now, when I was coming back through New York, I always make it a, a I try to make it a, a thing to stop by and see Madison Square Garden because that's still the dream. So I took a picture of it. I made it like the background on my phone just to kind of as a constant reminder for myself to be like, don't, you know, don't forget what you're chasing. Um, and it seems so far off right now and it feels so crazy right now. But I also, there's a part of me that still, that still feels like it's just such a blessing to have a dream so big or to, to chase a dream so big. Because if you, if I was like an athlete, I'm not, but if I were an athlete and like, 
peaked at like 23, 24, 25, then it's like, you got to totally switch your identity where this is a dream. It's a big enough dream too, that this is something I could chase. I can pretty much chase for forever. And when I, we'll see if I ever get there. And if I ever get there, then there'll be something else cool. But just like, why not shoot like all the way? Because you, I mean, like in a way you kind of don't want to achieve the dream because it gives you so much purpose to chase it, which is kind of a mind fuck, but is the truth. And so it was cool to kind of come back, come through New York and just feeling like, you know, come through New York feeling like a nobody and just thinking about like the, the people who have their like Spotify billboards up in Times Square and stuff and like come through Madison Square and be like, dude, it'd be so rad to like be an artist who's on. And it seems so far away right now, but at the same time, um, trying to just embrace the fact that in, in New York, especially when you see so many people are hustling and just working jobs, just like New York is tough, especially if you don't have money. Um, just to be even chasing the thing and to make music full time is a privilege. And that that alone itself was just like very comforting, even though it's not like I'm got a million bucks, but coming through there and just like just to be able to dictate. I think having the freedom to dictate my life is such a rare thing to have. And to not take that for granted. And that's where like the dream, whether it comes true or not type shit is, is the fun part. And so, uh, yeah, that's, I'm going to keep this one. Uh, I'm going to cut this one right there. Um, in terms of next steps, I'll probably be MI for a little bit. Cause I'll be, um, down I'm moving to Medellin. Going to give Columbia a shot. I've been here about Columbia for ages. Um, want to finally, uh, see what it's actually like. And, uh, building out this when and where brand. And so I'm hoping that next time I come to you guys, I'll have a cool logo. Hopefully I have some merch available. Um, I've, I'm still doing the song a week. Uh, I've got a ton of songs in the chamber. I've been working on mixing, kind of getting right to release. I think I'm speaking some of the best music I've made in my, in my whole life, just cause I'm experimenting more with my voice and my identity. And I feel like I've spent the last like 30 years, more like 10 years, but 30 years, I guess, building this person, these ideas. And now I get to spend the next part of this this beautiful life kind of like testing it out and trying it and putting these skills to real use and continuing to build the skills i want to hone the spanish even more continue the boxing learn more about engineering that's one of the beautiful parts of life i think is just learning and then that self-improvement that keeps keeps me kind of just excited for the next chapter so thanks for tuning in if you've even made it this far you're real and you already know let me know if you like the new video if the quality if it's too close if it's wonky, whatever, on YouTube, if you're listening on audio, appreciate you, uh, however you made it here. Thanks again, y'all. Appreciate you. And I'll check you on the next one. Peace.